0: and welcome to episode number two of season two of our book club series where we're talking over the book Can I Ask That? I've got Josh here with me like always say hi Josh. Hi friends. Uh, Yeah so uh, last week if you weren't here with us last week we started this book called Can I Ask That? And it's uh, eight chapters every chapter focusing on like a really big uh, hard question Mm -hmm. about like God, the Bible, our faith. Last week, the question was, can I trust the Bible, which is like a big question. So if you Mm -hmm. didn't listen to last week's podcast, you should go and do that now and then come back and listen to this one because they're both going to be great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today's episode is, does the Bible contradict itself, which Mm. is like, again, a big question. It's kind of focusing on, yeah, yeah, if we can trust the Bible, like is what they wrote. Real facts, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it starts off with a little bit of a story about two girls named Ruth and Annalise. And uh, the summary of the story basically is like Ruth is like this super popular girl in yeah. high school. I think it is. <clears throat> she's like everyone thinks she's fun. She does really well in like uh, tennis. She's like she has a scholarship scholarship in tennis. They describe her as the like all American kid. And uh, she gets along with everyone except this girl named Annalise, and it's because this girl named Annalise keeps asking her uh, this question: uh, if there is no God, what is life really about? Because Ruth doesn't believe in God, and Annalise does, and she keeps asking Ruth this question. And like the first couple times, didn't really bother Lu- Ruth, but like after asking it so many times, it starts getting a little irritating. Mm-hmm. And so she starts asking herself, why don't I believe in God? And uh, she finds out that uh, uh, she doesn't believe in God because like, the Bible contradicts itself in a lot of different places. And so Annalise says, no, it doesn't. And so Ruth tries to prove her wrong by doing this project in school about comparing to uh, one, one story. I think it's the resurrection she does, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so she compares the resurrection story in the book of... Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John Thank you mm-hmm. <clears throat> So she compares the uh, uh, resurrection story in each of the different gospels So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John And she compares how they differ between each book And uh, it turns out that like, there are a few different uh, differences in each book And so she, she presents this to Annalise And Annalise starts wondering like, Does this mean that Ruth is right? Does the Bible have stories mm-hmm. that don't agree with each other? And like, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, and there's a chart in the book, and again, we recommend that you read along with us in this one because there's some details that are really important, and we can't cover it all, right? But and it's a book club, so if you get the book, you can get it on Amazon, or you can come find me at the church. Yeah, join the club. Get the book. Join the club. Uh, But there's a great little chart there that talks about um, the gospels, (laughs) the four gospels, and like three or sorry, four things observations from. Uh, from the resurrection story. So, like, even just the first one, really quickly. The women who came to the tomb. In Matthew, it's Ma- Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. In Mark, also Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. In Luke, we read about Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, and a woman named Joanna. And then in the book of John, we see only Mary Magdalene. So it's you can see kind of where Ruth is getting at, like, where, where she's getting this kind of info, and seeing, like, how it contradicts uh, like each of the gospels, not, not, they don't all conflict, but you can see how she gets there. Mm -hmm. Um, So why don't we start off by asking a quick question, Cody? Uh, It's the question that we posted on Instagram this week. How important is it to you that the Bible's authors agree a hundred percent on every detail? This is a huge question. Yeah,
0: this is a really big question. I feel like it kind of relates to like, um, a little bit of what we talked about last Absolutely, week. Absolutely, yeah. In, in the way, like, I, I don't think it's, it's, like, super, super important that their details match up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, if they're telling the same story and it's just, like, completely different and it's yeah. like, whoa, where did you get this extra, like... Why is there a unicorn in this mm-hmm. one? You know what I mean. Like, yeah. there's like there's some random detail that's not matching at all. Like, obviously that's a problem. But I think if the details are are similar and just like a, a tiny little bit different here and there, I, I don't think it it makes that big of a, a difference. Yeah. It, it, like as long as the main message remains the same, I think. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, I,
1: I'm with you. Like the, the again, like we talked about last week. The understand like we have this understanding that the Bible is written by human beings, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John—all four guys that are writing this, these these passages or the, these um, letters, right? Mm-hmm. They're human beings. They're using scribes, right? Like we talked about the like I don't like to use the word imperfections because I, again, like God still inspired Scripture, and that's something we need to know above anything. Mm-hmm. But there, like it, it there's still like a human element to to the Bible, and that's okay. Right yeah, he? totally. Yeah. And they talk about in the book how
0: like you have to you have to realize that the the stories are being told by different people. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're being told from different perspectives, like in court, like a witness gives a testimony yep. and often the a witness, the accounts from both or uh, two witnesses don't match up perfectly or like when you're telling your friend a story. And uh, your other friend tells the same friend a story, like the details might not be the same because you were looking at it from different perspectives. So you might have seen different things or you might have perceived things in a different way to your other body, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's all about different perspectives.
1: Yeah. And then we talk about like the differences between these two kind of fancy words, inerrancy and infallibility. Mm -hmm. And these are both words that I learned about in Bible school. I don't think most people just kind of like learn this in everyday life, Mm -hmm. uh, but because typically they're used again in understanding the Bible. But um, let me quickly tell you what the book says about inerrancy. It says this position holds that the Bible is without any factual error. The Bible is inspired by God and therefore all facts are completely accurate, even though even those that seem to contradict and then infallibility, which is the other word. This position teaches that the Bible is inspired by God, but may contain some factual or technical errors. However, those errors do not change the message of the Bible, nor its purpose as God's authoritative word to human beings. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, based on what we just talked about, you can probably see where Cody and I land on that. At more understanding of it as infallible rather than inerrant. Yeah. Inerrant? I think that's the right word. Yeah. So yeah, both perspectives believe in, in like the authority of the Bible. Um, but it's just kind of two different ways to interpret what we're reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing to, uh,
0: think about when, when we're kind of worried about the idea of, um, like 100% accuracy in the stories that have been told in the Bible is like, you got to think about the context of like mm-hmm. in the, if you're thinking – well, the, the the example they use in the book is, like, a, a baseball, like, journalist. They often refer to, like, specific numbers of, like, fan attendance, but they refer to specific numbers because they have the data – uh, like the ticket sales, yeah. all this stuff to prove that this is the amount of fans that were in the building on this night. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in the in the Bible, especially talking about like uh, stories, like the feeding of the 5,000, right. like were there 5,000 people there? Yeah. Or were there 5,000 like men, roughly or right? 5,000 yeah. men and they didn't count the women and the children yeah. and like all this stuff. So you kind of have to take like that, like especially like the specific numbers, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. And look at it through the contact uh, or the context of um, like it would have been h- very hard, if not impossible, to come up with specific numbers for like these sorts of things in back in those days. Yeah.
1: Well, let's move on to the scripture portion of this uh, session. Is that what we're calling it? I sure. G- I'm struggling through that. It's either chapter. I think session. I called it episode. Like when I
0: when I posted the first episode, I think I called it like season two, episode one. Yeah. But. We can call yeah. it session. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it, it, like again, does it matter?
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do the details matter? Contextually does the yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh so the uh the scripture for this session chapter episode is found in Luke and it's at chapter one, verses one to four. Let me read that. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down by those from whom were first eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught This is a great passage. Mm. It's basically like, it's Luke who's writing this. And remember, Luke is a doctor. So that's kind of neat, little tidbit for you. But Luke is writing this to a guy named Theophilus. Great name, by the way. Great name. I, you know what? You should name your future children all Theophilus. Theophilus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, he's basically saying like, yes, there are other people who have witnessed these things as well. And they, yes, there are other people who have authored, um, you know, accounts of these things. But I am also presenting my, my account to you, my friend Theophilus. <laughs> and so... Yeah, basically um, we're seeing that uh, more than one people wrote these accounts and and because more people experienced what Jesus was up to mm-hmm. than just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so to conclude that sort of scripture sec- section
0: and to kind of move on here, uh, there's a little question here, and it says, what about, uh, sorry, what other questions does this study raise for you about the Bible? Mm.
1: So for me, let me... Let me ask this question, but first, yeah, I have to give some background. Like we do know that there are other historical writings from the time of Jesus's life that and prior to right? like in the Old Testament and in in the New Testament. There are things that were written that are considered historical documents, but weren't included in like the canon or in the Bible that we have today. Right. And that's probably another topic for another day but that brings me to my question like i wonder if there are other accounts of the life of jesus outside of the four gospels that are out there that we just haven't read and why they weren't included in the canon maybe yeah. there were maybe those were the only four people that wrote about jesus's life i doubt that yeah so like i wonder if uh, if some of the disciples now matthew or sorry luke it makes sense for him to write an account of his time being around Jesus because he was educated, right? Mm-hmm. But like, and, and typically in those times, like only the educated people actually like wrote things down and, and, and that type of thing. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, I wonder if there's other people who have written accounts of the life of Jesus mm-hmm. and we just, ha- we haven't read those because they were not included in the canon. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Mm. So to conclude the uh, chapter for today or the session or the episode, whatever you want to call it, uh, there's the talk section at the end. And this is the part, if you listened to last week, this is kind of the part where we see different viewpoints from different people. So from this week, we read about TJ's viewpoint, Jess's viewpoint, Will's viewpoint, and Julie's viewpoint. And then like last week it asked us, the book asked us to kind of give a point that we agree with and a point that we disagree with from each of these people. And this week it's asking us to write a question that we'd like to ask each of them. And, and you can write down kind of what your question is on the line there. But uh, both Cody and I are going to share a question uh, from one of these sections. So mm-hmm. so let me, are, who, who did you choose? Cody? I chose Will. Okay. And I chose Julie. So I'm going to read Julie's little section real quick. And then I'm going to ask my question. Okay. So Julie says, some Christians try to harmonize all the mistakes in the Bible. They take two different stories and they try to fit them together somehow. Jesus' resurrection is an example. Don't try and make a story so, wait, don't try and make a story so that the different out, out accounts all magically work together. Just admit they're, that they're different. It doesn't mean Jesus didn't rise from the dead. My my question is, is kind of like a, I don't know, is it a cheeky question? What I just say to Julie, like, why do you think that Christians try and harmonize varying stories in scripture? Because again, I think when we read this, we're not seeing people trying trying to harmonize things. I think there's very clear understandings that, again, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John had different, slightly different accounts. Like, no one's trying to harmonize that.
0: Mm-hmm. We're
1: explaining right now. I mean, well, I guess maybe that's the point and why we're talking through this, right? Because maybe, maybe prior to this, it felt like they're trying to harmonize it. So, yeah, like, Julie, why do you think Christians are trying to do that? Why do you yeah. think they're trying to harmonize these varying stories in Scripture? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'll read Will's and I'll ask him my question as well. Will says, if the Bible has contradictions in it, how can you trust anything it says? If the writers have different stories about Jesus' resurrection, how do we know that it actually happened at all? It's popular right now uh, to unfairly question the Bible if you don't have, if you don't accept every word of the Bible as directly perfect from God, how can you be Christian? And I would just kind of ask Will, like, I'll kind of flip his question on mm. on its head, I guess, and yeah. kind of ask, like, like you, like you are not trusting the Bible because of like contradictions and stuff like that. But like, I would challenge him to look at his own his own conversations with mm-hmm. like friends of his or whatever, and look at how many contradictions that you are like. You're not necessarily telling a lie. You're not telling a mistruth, but. Yeah what details do you leave out or add mm-hmm. or like stuff? Cause everyone does it. Like yeah. it's just, it, it happens, yeah. you know?
1: I, I think our culture, there's like a fascination in our culture with contradictions mm. and and where I'm getting with that is that like, if you watch star Wars or you watch like the Avengers films or, you, you know, things like that, they have paid people who their job is, I think, <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> probably. This, I'm <laughs> saying it, probably, but I'm pretty sure certain there are people who like continuity is their job. Yeah. And so they know all about, like, the Avengers universe or whatever. Is that what, a Marvel universe, right? Yeah. Like, they know all these things. Same thing with the Star Wars universe. They know all these details. Harry Potter, uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. All of it. They know these details about everything so that everything syncs up nicely and there are no contradictions, yeah. right? But it's because the reason those people exist is because for, for years now, people are like going on the internet and and like bragging about like look at this contradiction i exactly. found look at this thing like how could han solo do this if if uh oh, what's his buddy's name oh my god luke skywalker no han hans and uh the wookiee oh chewbacca oh my gosh chewbacca like you know, they Han said this one time, but Chewbacca said this, and ha ha ha! I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and it's like people just want to be right. People all want, the time. yeah. It's it's like interesting that there's a fascination. Now I know this goes deeper because this, this comes down to like our faith, mm-hmm. right? And I this comes down and and ideally our faith dictates our actions, which means when you know we talked about this at youth this week um, or last week when we accept the call of Jesus, we give up everything. Mm-hmm. To follow him, just like the disciples did. So I understand there's more at stake when we're talking about the Bible right. than there is when we're talking about the Avengers. If if there's a contradiction in the Avengers universe, I'm not like, oh, well, now my life is meaningless. I can't watch any <laughs> you <know>? of the <laughs> Avengers movies now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I know there's more at stake when it comes to this, but I do think there's like this weird fascination that we have in our culture with contradictions. Yeah, so. totally. All righty, well... That is it for session
0: number two of the North Park Youth Book Club season two, which is a mouthful, but we'll... Episode two. Well, episode two, season two. Section two. Session two. Se- oh, section two. Wow. <laughs> so many we'll, options. We'll figure something out eventually. Everyone's going
1: to see the contradictions the in, our, yeah. in our <laughs> <Yeah>. episode <laughs> titles. Yeah. Ah. We're going
0: to get text messages and be like, um, I can't listen to this <laughs> podcast anymore. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that is it for this episode. We will see you again next week. Bye, everybody.